I guess we can go ahead and get started with our coffee and cigars because I know for you it's not January yet. For me, it's no. not January yet. But for the people listening, it is January, which will be dry January on Whiskey Noobs. So I wanted to revisit cigars. I'm going to fiddle with the mic like most of this episode because I want to keep it real close to my mouth. But um, but we're going to go through cigars, just the basics, and then like a review of this one that we're smoking. So we're smoking yeah. the CAO Brasilia, specifically the Robusto size, which is, I think, Gold, G-O-L is what they call this one. Um, I think that's my favorite size. Like the Churchills yes. and stuff, way too long. Giant, yeah. They burn too fast. Yeah. Exactly. Like these ones here, it's a good burn. You don't have to worry about like ashing it all the time. Mm-hmm. It stays pretty consistent. I think these are it. Pretty sturdy, but you still get like a full cigar. Cause like yeah. I love like acid blondies, but those like they're gone. Yeah. It's like 20 minutes and they're gone. Yeah. Exactly. Ugh. Exactly. Which I something, I mean, that's a great place to start for people who don't know about sizes. So yeah. what we're smoking is the Robusto or Robusto size, which I forget the exact dimensions, but. Every size is going to have uh, a number, which is the diameter of it, and then the length. I want to say, I'm going to look it up, but I want to say these are like 5 by 52 or something. So 52 being 52 sixty-fourths of an inch. Let's, let's look it up oh, right the, now. The width of it. Yeah, yeah. The overall um, diameter mm-hmm. of it. Let's see. Cigar sizes. I uh, actually didn't even plan to talk about sizes, but I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't think about it. Yeah. Um, yes. So it is a ring gauge of 50, which I, I'm going to look that up, but I'm pretty sure it's 50 64ths of an inch in diameter is what I'm pretty sure that is. And then it is four and seven eighths inches long. The other popular one, which is very similar is a Toro. Yeah. It's uh same diameter, just a little bit longer, six inches long. Oh, okay. Which is another really popular another one. Inch. That Churchill is the one um, seven inches long. Huge. So that's what you're it's getting. ridiculous. It's way too much. Yeah. Now, what about a nub? A nub? That's a good question. I wonder. Because the OD on those are a little bit more, though, aren't they? No, I think I think it's just a short robusto. Like I think it's like if you just chopped off okay. like half of this. So basically, ninety five percent of cigars are all the same diameter. They're all um. 95 is a little high, but little yeah, high. Uh, yeah, what you're getting at, yeah. what you see on a TV show right. when somebody's got it, they're uh-huh. mostly uh, that, that 50 and then um, sometimes Toro, sometimes Robusto, um, that sort of a thing. And then there's some, so like here, I'll show you the chart that I'm looking at. Holy cigar. Yeah. And I'll actually just, I'll pop that up on the video version for people watching. Grand Corona, nine yeah. and a quarter inches. <laughs> right. It's like smoking a golf stick. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. And I think, is it a smaller ring gauge too? I think. Is that the forty? Oh, the forty-seven. Forty-seven. Okay, and a robusto is yeah. fifty, so it's a little bit skinnier, a little bit. but twice the length, basically. Basically, Not much. twice the length. So it's basically this long. Insane. Yeah, wild. That's wild. insane. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different sizes of cigars. Um, I don't. In, in my experience, they don't have a huge, huge impact on the on the actual smoking experience. I know that they do. I know that it changes the ratio of the wrapper to the filler. Yeah. So there's three parts of a cigar here. I should probably, for people not watching the video, yeah. we actually have cigars in front of us, and we're in my garage now. <laughs> <laughs> so if the audio is a little wonky, it's because we're in the garage. But, you know, that's just that's what it is, because I wanted to smoke these on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, there are three parts to a cigar. So there's the wrapper, which is the outside part. There's the binder, which is like which is like 
holds it together, keeps that shape. The wrapper's just like the finishing touch. Just thick, coarse leaf. Yeah, the binder's like actually holding the shape, and then the filler is like the tobacco mm-hmm. going through it in, in, on the middle in the middle part. So, um, different diameters of cigars are going to give you different experiences for that reason, like a surface area yeah. to volume type thing. Um, but like like you were mentioning, like so many cigars are robusto or toro size or real close to it a lot of what you're going to smoke in daily life is going to be there. have you ever seen them make cigars yeah like they a video pump of them it. out dude it's they're insane. going fast their ability and they're packed tight yeah like their That's... ability to like crank those out blows yeah. my mind um yes i am at least 21 years of age i was trying to find the the definition of the ring gauge Maybe it's going to come up. Maybe it's not. Yeah, I'll find it while we're talking here. But let's get them started. That way we can talk about them as I'm looking that up. So what we're smoking today, like I mentioned, CAO Brasilia. And I wanted to... There's Some of this is going to be very, very new for people who really don't know how to smoke cigars. <laughs> I know a lot of the people who listen to the podcast know at least a little bit about smoking cigars. Um, so I'll just kind of fly through that stuff. Um, and we'll get to actually reviewing the cigar and talking about just the difference between cigars and whiskey, kind of the um, difference in experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So the, the really high level stuff, I've already cut mine. But for those who haven't seen it done before, really high level, but you want to cut it on the end that's not already cut. So, <laughs> so people have confused this before. <laughs> but We've seen this before. We, yeah, you and I have both yeah, seen this first hand experience. Yeah, you want to cut it on the end that's sealed. So the, the top of it, the cap is going to be sealed. The bottom is going to be open, or sometimes it's not open, but just 99% of the time it's open. Um, you're going to cut the top part closest to where the band is. So the band points up to the top, and you're just going to cut a little bit off of there. There's a, a piece of leaf on top of there called a cap, and you're just trying to break that open so that you can uh, pull smoke through it. There's also punches, which my lighter actually has a built-in punch. And so if you don't cut your cigar, you can punch out that tobacco um, and still get a hole through that cap. So you're going to do that. And then the next step is going to be to toast the cigar. Once again, kind of flying Let's through Let's step this. back to a V-cut. I V-cut. think that's Good my point. favorite. You like V-cuts? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's... I don't know if it's... Because the punch is just too small. Too small, yeah. I totally feel like agreed. it's not right. Yeah. 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 The idea behind a V, if I'm not mistaken, is that you get more surface area because you're cutting deeper into the oh, cigar. Okay. And so there's more like area for it to kind of pull from. Yeah. So, yeah, for what Justin's talking about, a V cut would cut in a V shape down into the body of the cigar um, to cut. So, like, not just cutting off the top of it. But like slicing down into the length of a cigar, almost. In a Doesn't V-shape. it change the way that the smoke enters your mouth too? They yeah, say it they has say an effect. It does. Yeah. Yes, it'll change that, and then also you can use like on a torpedo, you can use a flat cut, like a normal cigar cutter you'd picture, and cut it at an angle to do the same thing to have the smoke come okay. down towards your palate. They say. Yeah. That's another little trick that you can do. Because that's my cut. It's a little bit of an angle. Yeah, it is cut it a little bit. And I usually do that on purpose. I don't know why, but I do. Oh, maybe I taught you that with a torpedo and you didn't realize it. Never changed. Yeah. 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 That could very well be the case. So then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to toast the foot of the cigar. So you're going to let the flame just get onto the foot of it. um, And you want to really cover the whole. The foot is the bottom, the open part that you're not putting your mouth on. (laughs) I should probably say that for people who don't know. And you just want to get the whole thing toasted. Not necessarily lit yet, because it's really hard to light it without pulling any smoke through it. Um, but you'll see some of it will have a little bit of an ember to it. And you don't have to do this very delicately. I am for exaggeration purposes. Some people are very particular about it. 
Um, I'm not. So then you have it toasted. I'm going to blow a little bit of smoke through it, and then I'm going to light it while pulling smoke through it. Not inhaling, just pulling smoke through. Um, the way I like to describe it is you're pulling smoke through as if you were drinking a milkshake. So when you drink a milkshake, you're sucking in, but you're not breathing, right? Otherwise, you'd drown. So <laughs> that's how I like to explain it to people because some people struggle with that. Yeah. Delicate. I'm just delicate. over here staring at you. Some people are real <laughs> delicate about it. I tried to exaggerate it because some people, depends on how particular you are. Now, for me, like 99% of the time, I won't walk through like this whole process. I will chop the end off of it, give it the quickest toast you've ever seen, kind of like you just did, and then just light it up. Like that's that's how I normally do it. Sometimes I won't even toast the foot of it. I'll just light it right up. Um, really depends on, on who you're talking to. So, yeah. So that's how you get it lit. I'm going to get it going here. Puff on it. Matches versus propane lighter. Great question. What do you think? Um, I love matches to feel fancy, and that's like the only reason. Does not change the taste. In my, In opinion, my opinion, no. 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 And, and, and I feel like I have the authority to say I have a pretty good palate, at least when it comes to whiskey. Um, not necessarily the best palate when it comes to cigars, but I'm good at, I'm good at picking up on like yeah. nuance, right? I don't see much of a difference <laughs> depending on what you light it with. Half the time I'm smoking cigars, it's on a beach. Yeah, so that's I'm sitting the truth. here and it's windy. I got a box of matches, striking them, throwing away, striking them, throwing away. Yes, I can just go with a regular lighter for me. Yep, I look at cigars much the way that a lot of people look at whiskey. Very different from my philosophy with whiskey. Yeah. With whiskey, I'm picking it apart. I'm really observing. Cigars are like you said. For Easy me, button. they're on a beach. They're they're. Yep. Uh, they're an experience. They're not necessarily. I'm not dissecting them. A like cigar on a beach is tough. You get all mm. the wind coming in. It's the worst place to have oh. a cigar. It's the best feeling for having a cigar. Yes. The worst environment to actually smoke. The environment's one. horrible, but mm. like you see tons of people. You're always on vacation in hotels and stuff, and you just smell cigar blown across. As a kid, that was my favorite thing. I'd sit on the balcony. I'm like, it smells so good. Yeah. And it was usually pipe tobacco, that. though, like the cherry pipe tobacco. It's like, oh, yeah. my gosh, you can smell that. Yeah, or like a black and mild. Those yeah. always smelled so good as a kid. Right, the flavored cigars. Yeah, and then you smoke them, and they don't taste as no. good as real. It's kind of ironic. The, the ones that smell bad taste way better. Um, yeah, so I, that, that I, want, I want to have that disclaimer for people listening. That, that is kind of how I treat cigars. Is I, I treat them the way a lot of people treat whiskey, where I'm just enjoying them most of the time. Um, I might pull out a couple notes here or there. We're going to do our best to give like a full-on review of this CAO Brasilia. Um, but usually for me, like if I'm pairing a whiskey with a cigar, I want the cigar to make the whiskey taste better, which we're not doing right now because it is technically dry January for those listening. Um, but if I was pairing a cigar with a whiskey, I usually want to compliment the whiskey. I'm not as worried about what the cigar tastes like. Yeah. These first couple puffs, these are good. Mm. These are real good. Yeah. The, uh, the CAO Brasilia... So this is a darker wrapper. We'll talk about wrapper colors too, but it um it doesn't have the super potent, peppery, punchy, intense flavor that a lot of darker cigars have. It's no. it's nice and kind of chocolatey, kind of leathery a little bit. Um, I think these were nine bucks, and that might have been a little bit steep because of where I was. Yeah. So not like a super expensive cigar. Super either. casual. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's like one of the bigger ones that you show up and you're like, holy. That guy's, you know, he's packing. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> full-size cigar. You know, he's got a real cigar, not a little backwoods or something like that. Right, This right. man's intentional. He's classy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and as, so as I mentioned with the darker wrapper there, now I'm actually curious. Let's start with this, though, Justin, because I don't even remember when you started smoking cigars. Oh, I don't, Mr. Brownstone. It, 
So it was with me. Yep. It was a cigar that I had bought. That was the one that you bought that I was... Well, actually, it was before that, but I, I was actually starting to understand what I liked. Oh, okay. Like, the light ones yes. would come in, and they're creamy and, like, vanilla, kind of. And I'm just like, it's just not, you know, doesn't pack that punch. Mm. I like that leather, you know? I like yeah. that. It's a man's cigar Black right there. Black pepper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I totally forgot about the Mr. Brownstone. Oh, it's fantastic. Now, my new one, I don't know if it's toned down a little bit, but but Leaf by Oscar. Oh, I love Leaf by Oscar. Yeah, Amazing. it's not quite as spicy. The, the appearance on it, first of all, you, you show up, and you're just unwrapping this big cigar from a leaf, and you're like... This is the coolest thing ever. And people are like, marketing. oh, what do you got? So there's like seven people around you. <laughs> right. like, oh, you know, you know, I just got a cigar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Excellent marketing. And but then, no, they are really, really good. And they're not strong, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the more you, you kind of want, want its little tone back. At first yeah. I was just like, I just want to enjoy like the strong flavors. Now I'm just like, I want to casually enjoy it. You know? Yes, yes. Because yeah, that's, that, that is in a different league than the Esteban Carreras in terms of the flavor. Now they do have Mr. Brownstone and a few different wrappers. They have a Connecticut, which is not what you smoke. They have um, the Maduro and then what's in the middle? Is it Habana? No. There's a wrapper in the middle that I don't remember the name of. Is it Habana? Cameroon? I'll look it up. Yeah. We're going to be doing a lot of looking up. I'm not the master of cigars like I am the master of whiskey, but I do want to talk about master the Master of basic. whiskey. You put a title. You have stamped I didn't approved. mean it like that. <laughs> Boom. There it is. Everybody out there, That's, master of whiskey. Yeah, I'm glad you point that out. That's not what I meant. You're like, I'm cutting that out for sure. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll leave it in. But I... Uh, yeah, I'm not a master of whiskey by uh-huh. any means, but um, for how for how much of a noob I am with whiskey, I'm 10x a noob when it comes to cigars because I oh, don't yeah. I don't research them very much anymore. I don't do all that. Um, now the little stuff, you know, like the little dimples on the cigar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's good things. I. Think. So they say, yeah, if it's got a toothy look to it, they call yeah. it when it's got the bumps on it. Um, I believe they say that's going to have a little bit more punchy of a flavor. It's going to have more character, more body to it. Um, let's see which flavors of Leaf by Oscar I was thinking of here. Connecticut, Corojo, Maduro, Sumatra. That's the one I'm thinking of that's kind of in the middle, the Sumatra. Um so in general, the outside wrapper of a cigar. Now, this isn't always true because sometimes you'll have a wrapper that's really light and you'll have a binder and a filler that's really strong. But in general, they tend to say the darker the wrapper, the more full of a body it's going to have, mm-hmm. the more strong of a flavor it's going to have. The lighter ones are going to be creamier. They're going to be lighter, more of like a bread and a woody tone, yeah. whereas the darker is more of a leather, a cocoa, those type of flavors in general. Now, drinking it with coffee is like different ball game. Yeah, I know. I love that. You're you actually the one that showed me that. You're yes. like, check this out. Yeah. So just typical coffee drinker, not much into creamer and everything. Then you mm-hmm. throw it in there and it's like, I'm drinking a straight creamer. Yeah. It's pretty it's, wild. It is crazy. And with this coffee even, so we're drinking, I'll give them a shout out, um, Fire Department Coffee Company, I believe. Um, they had sent me this a while ago, not as a promotion or anything. They just reached out and you know, uh, we started talking on Instagram. Let me make sure I got the name of it right. Fire, yeah, Fire Department Coffee. Um, and so they have an Irish whiskey flavored coffee. Yeah. So that's what we've got here. And we've just got like a vanilla caramel creamer to go with it. And it makes it pop. It does. I mean, it, does. it tastes like a different cup of coffee now that we have a cigar oh, yeah. on. I can't believe it. I'm glad it. I tasted it first because I would have been upset not knowing what it tastes like beforehand. Totally agree. I wouldn't have realized how wild it tastes right now. Yeah. It's, uh, hold on, I'm going to take another sip here. So it's coffee and like cream soda. It's just mostly like, cream things 
It depends. So cream soda is what they say that the original Cuban cigars were made to taste like. It no was meant way. to have a that's just what I heard. I don't yeah. know if it's true or not. Wikipedia. It's all true. Everything on Wikipedia. Yeah. Everything on the internet, <laughs> generally true. speaking, internet it has to be true. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh and so it depends on on what kind of a pairing you're looking for. Because like whiskey's not creamy. And depending on the cigar, totally different types of whiskey might work better or worse with the cigar. So it really depends. I've had I've done um tastings of like five whiskeys with a cigar and yeah. and it's all over the board as to what tastes good with it it's not like oh the full body high proof ones all taste good with the cigar it just is everywhere it's crazy this one's got a little bit of pretzel too mm. yeah that's a real good description like a hot pretzel you mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah a little bit bready but with that salty bittery flavor it's a, like a little bit on it's not a burnt pretzel but you i mean you are smoking yeah. so it's a little bit of a burnt like sourdough pretzel yeah dude that's right yeah. on the money that's right on the money yeah it's got and it's the thing about the brasilia and this is what i like about it is it's not super peppery it has a lot of the same flavors of a full-bodied darker cigar that would usually have a lot of pepper a lot of a strong cocoa kind of like aggressive flavors but it doesn't have those aggressive flavors it's like sweeter than that which Not i really enjoy. much cocoa i do get the pepper yeah. in there which is good yeah yeah there's a touch of a almost like a white pepper like not super dark burny pepper but like um maybe like a black pepper when it's, you're not smoking a, a true you know, full cigar. What's your go-to? Are you like a white owl or? Oh, if I'm like, if I'm at, if I'm at a, a gas station one, and yeah. I need something, a little quick fix. I do like backwoods actually. Backwoods are good. It's, it's the closest to seeming like a real cigar. Yeah, I think they're super good. Yeah, and I don't mind a BLK either. It's just by the end of a BLK, my tongue has like a film, yeah. like a like a burnt taste to it. You Remember know? back in the days, the wood tips. Yes, the uh, uh, Black and Milds. That yeah, the, the wine. Tips. The wine, yeah. I, I still like those every once in a while. That one was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I like a gas station cigar on occasion, if, especially if I'm in a pinch. I keep some BLKs in my glove box in case. Like if I'm somewhere and I want a cigar, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> I know There's, it's not like a cigar cigar, this but... This is the best occasion for a cigar right now. It's just like, better go to my glove box. Exactly. Find this I'm, one. I'm at a bonfire or something. <laughs> I'm like, crap. Uh-huh. You know? And you can't keep a full-size cigar in your car because it can go bad. Cheap. Yeah. You can go up to people and it's like, oh, hey, who wants one? Right. Next thing you right. know, you got five guys smoking cigars around a bonfire. Yeah, exactly. It was it's just great. bourbon, but now it's bourbon and cigars. <laughs> right. It's like, boom, this is even better. <laughs> right. It just upgrades the whole night. Yeah. Exactly. And it's... uh. It's hard because you can't keep like nice cigars in your glove box because they can go bad. That's another thing that people might not know who are listening. You need to keep your cigars at a nice humidity. They need mm-hmm. to be kept. And if you keep them in like a plastic bag, like a Ziploc, it'll last a while, but not like a couple of weeks, but not like months. You it's know? like sawdust then when you're smoking it. It'll like, I mean, it's, it's like horrible. you breathe the it The outer wrapper starts coming apart. Yeah. Because I, I was, I'm guilty of it. I've oh, had yeah. one. I'm just like, I'm saving this cigar. Someone got me as a gift. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold on to this thing for a little bit. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's all dried out. And I'm like, I just ruined a cigar, but I, you know, I held on to it for three months. <laughs> <laughs> right. We've all done it. I've done the same yeah. thing. I've gone and I've cut the top off of it and the wrapper just unspirals mm-hmm. on you. And you're like, oh, this thing well, is dry. Speaking of bourbon, Maker's Mark has a, uh, is it flavored cigar? 
Yeah, they do. Um, they I, they work with somebody to make infused cigars where they like infuse them with the yeah. whiskey. I'm not sure how they even do that. Those are super yeah. good. Yeah, I but haven't had one of those. Yeah, you see the branding of like the you know the wax mark on top of it, and you're yeah. like, you know, it's a maker's mark. One. It looks cool. It comes in what they call tubos, which is like when the cigar is in its own tube. Nice thing about those is those can last a pretty long time. I'm assuming they're still permeable, so like they still let some of the humidity out. Yeah, but I think they'll last longer. Um, so yeah, you have to have your cigar in a humidor. Don't put them in the fridge. People le- think that you can put them in the fridge. Fridges yeah. will actually dry them out faster Yep. because your fridge has a compressor in it to pull, um, humidity out so that stuff, stuff doesn't, doesn't mold. Get, yeah. It doesn't yeah. get moldy. Exactly. Um, so that's, yeah, that's another common myth about cigars. What else when you're first getting a cigar surprise? Like I'm trying to think of just usual stuff when you're first getting into it. Like when I was first getting into it, people were like, Oh, how's it burn? You know? And I was yeah. like, what are you talking about? Like as it burns together, or if it stays together, the ash the longer it is, like the better it is supposedly. Mm-hmm. And if it's canoeing and all this stuff, yep, those were. So I always like to see how long I can keep the ash, the initial ash on it. Yes, that's another great point, and that is a very strong sign because you know with flavor, it's very subjective. It depends on what you like. So yeah. you might dr- smoke a really expensive one, and it, you hate the flavor of it. But the ash in the construction of the cigar is a very good indicator of quality. Mm-hmm. So like you said, does the ash stay together as you smoke it, and it just holds onto the cigar all the way up the cigar? That's really solid construction if that's the case. Does it all burn evenly like you would expect? So for those who are newer to cigars, <clears throat> a lot of times they won't burn evenly all the way up. You'll have the bottom that's not burning at all, and the top is burning super far. And when it gets far enough, you call it, you say it looks like it's canoeing. Yeah. It looks like a canoe almost. The top is burnt and the bottom is solid. You don't want that at all. Um, and if it happens, which it looks like it might have been starting on yours. I saw you looking at it. You can uh, just correct it a little bit with a lighter. You can just touch it and uh, get that part going a little bit again. But... Um, you can let them go for a little while and see if they self-correct yeah, or not. Self-correct. Yeah, That's not bad. And sometimes just by how you're holding it in your hand, like if there's a breeze, it mm-hmm. might blow on one burn pot. one side faster. Exactly. Yeah. So if you keep spinning it, it'll help it correct a little bit. Now I gotta know. I've seen it's usually like typically older men. Mm-hmm. They have a cigar and they you know bring it out and they lick the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the first time I seen it, I was like. This guy is highly addicted to, to like tobacco, just in yeah. general. Or this man's crazy, but he licks the whole thing and then he lights it. Yeah, it's all like slobbery up. I'm like, this is a dog and bone act right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But is it help with the burn or is it a myth? Or? I think it's a myth. Um, if I remember correctly, I was talking to Adam from Dreamer Cigars. I don't remember if it was even on a podcast or if we were just talking. Um, and I think he said that that they would say if you licked it beforehand. It would help with the humidity of it, or something like that. Um, I'm gonna, I'll Google that myth too. I because it's weird. It's weird. But here's what I will say: Don't do this with somebody else's cutter. But <laughs> if it's your cutter that you're cutting the cigar with, you can wet the cap of it. Just the cap, not because there are people who like lick, lick yeah. up and down it. But just the cap part of it. If you get a little bit of saliva on it, it can soften it so it cuts nicer and it doesn't like sawdust. Oh, out. okay. So that will help. But do not do that at a lounge. Don't do it with somebody else's cutter. But if it's your own cutter. So the lounge at the desk of the, the cigar lounge. Yes. Just spit right into that thing. Don't do that. Cut. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You will. You could be thrown out, especially post-COVID. <laughs> I think pre-COVID, it was one of those things people would see and be like, ugh. But now it's like, yeah. hey, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but I'll look up what that myth is as well. And I still owe you guys an answer on ring gauge. I'll look up both of those at the same time. I'm assuming it's just like finger ring, like the size of your finger. Yeah, but I forget what the number exactly stands oh, for. 47? Yeah. yeah. Not, right. Not yeah. 47 centimeters. I got to look that up. What is cigar ring gauge? Let's look that up. It is expressed as a single number without the fraction. <clears throat> what? Fra- oh, yeah, it is 64ths. I was right. Okay. So this is a 50, which means it is 50 64ths of an inch. Mm-hmm. So it's just under an inch in diameter. Um, and then why do let's look it up why do people lick cigars let's see why people lick cigars um definitely on the cap okay so some people will lick the the full cigar because they think similarly it's going to keep the the wrapper from splitting while you're smoking it getting any holes worked into it or sometimes just from the heat they'll split okay um but yeah, if your cigars are being kept at proper humidity, absolutely you, you do not that. need to do that. No, no. <laughs> 100%. No. I've smoked dozens of cigars <laughs> without doing that. Um, <clears throat> so that's a myth. Another thing that's not necessarily a myth, um, but it's overdone. It's kind of like calling whiskey just nothing but smooth. You know, smooth is overused. It's, mm-hmm. it's a solid word. It means important information about the whiskey. Yeah. But everybody uses it. Similarly... Um, smelling the cigar. So, you know, when you before you have lit it, if you're at like a cigar shop and you're pulling it up and sure. you're, you're smelling it, you can get a very vague idea of what it might taste taste like. like yeah, but don't do that. You know, like don't don't <laughs> pull cigars out at a shop and sniff them and put everybody's them back. smelling ten cigars before they pick one. Yeah, it's rude. And mm-hmm. look up reviews <clears throat> before you go into the cigar shop. Of your favorite person, whoever you think is honest in their reviews, look some up and decide before you go in as to what type of cigar you're going to get. If you're a beginner cigar smoker and you you walk into a lounge, there's shelves. There is just shelves and shelves of cigars. Like, what do you recommend like going for? That's a tough question. So my best recommendation would be ask whoever's working there. Say, hey, I need help picking out a cigar that's going to be like my palate. Uh, what do you recommend? Hopefully, if you're at like a nice cigar shop, they're going to ask you follow-up questions. So they're yeah. going to be like, what type of coffee do you like? Um, do you like whiskey? Do you like you like sweeter, bolder? Do you like spicy food? Do you like weak food, mellow food? Um, <clears throat> hopefully, they're asking those follow-up questions. Yeah. If they're not, then I'll give some rules of thumb anyways. But if they are, I would trust their judgment even better than mine because they know it's in their humidor. Mm-hmm. You know, They'll know every square inch of it. Um, if if you don't have guidance like that, maybe you're at like a cheap tobacco or something, um, and the the person running it does know the first thing about cigars. Generally speaking, if you like bold, spicy black coffee, those types of flavors, pepper, black pepper, mm-hmm. go more towards the darker stuff, and that will be more interesting to you. If you are the opposite, if you like mellow things, maybe you don't like spicy food too much, or maybe you like spicy food, but you don't like bitter coffee. You don't like a lot of, um, you, you, you like a lot of cream in your coffee. Those sorts of things go towards the lighter cigars. Um, something that looks like what they call a Connecticut wrapper. It's real light and tan looking. It's not brown looking like what we're smoking. I think those here. are go to though. They I are. think it's a very beginner cigar. It is. And when you smoke it, and if you, if you don't think it's horrible, you're going to move up, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to go a little bit darker and darker and darker mm-hmm. until you get to the, where you like it, you yep. know, 
I think that's a good place to start, at least. Just Agreed. buy light and then continue to, to grow a little bit. Definitely. And I think in like at least 75% of cases, if you're brand new to cigars and you buy one of those, you're going to, that's your best bet. Like, like you're going to enjoy that way oh, more than yeah. you're going to enjoy something dark. Yep. <clears throat> I'd say in about 25% of the cases, it won't be exciting enough to the person. And so then they'll be like, this just tastes like ash. This doesn't taste like anything else. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, some bourbons I've recommended you and you've been like, eh, mm. these are kind of, these just taste like alcohol because they didn't have enough punch. No, no punch or complexity to it, I'd say even. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it totally depends on the person, but I you're totally right. About 75% of the time, go lighter, especially mm-hmm. if you're brand new. Um, and if you try the lighter one and you're like, ugh, this just tastes like smoke, I'm not getting any flavor from it, then try a darker one. Um, the like the, the CAO Brasilia that we're smoking here is a good one. Uh, Oliva Siri V, excellent cigar. Um, it's a little bit darker. It's got more body and more flavor to it. I wouldn't say don't like I wouldn't say not to spend twenty dollars, you know, on your first cigar because you're just getting into it. That twenty dollars is going to go fast, right? Each right. and every time you do it, you know, ten bucks on your first one, fine. Yeah, and then slowly continue to grow. Don't go out there and buy a fifty dollars cigar and expect it to be amazing. Great point. Very much like I say for whiskey. Yeah, yeah start if, small. If you've got twenty five bucks in your pocket and you want to buy a cigar and you've never smoked one before, instead buy two or three. Very different ones. Mm-hmm. Go get your Leaf by Oscar and get the Corojo, get the Maduro, and get the Connecticut. And you can try three very different uh-huh. flavors and get an idea of what. That's actually, that was the first time I smoked a cigar and I was like, I get it. Like, it makes sense to me now. Mm-hmm. What I did was I got a Oliva, I think it's just called the Oliva Connecticut. I don't think it's got a, a letter assigned to it. And then I got a uh, Camacho no, other way around, I think. I think I got an Oliva, maybe it was a Siri V, it was something dark, and then I got a Camacho Connecticut, um, and I smoked them back to back. We were at a lounge playing cards all day, it was, it was a good time, and so I was like, I'm going to smoke both of these. So I smoked the Camacho, lighter, creamier, and then when I smoked the Oliva, I was like, I get it now. Like I, This tastes totally mm-hmm. different. Up until that point... All cigars kind of tasted the same to me. <laughs> they all tasted like rolled up newspaper being burned. I couldn't tell. Well, you had a book, didn't you? Of all the cigars you tasted? I did for a while, yes. I kept like a journal of them <clears throat> to get an idea of the different flavors. Yeah. I don't even know where that thing's at nowadays. It's super smart, honestly. though. Yeah. Because you walk in, you're like, have I had this one? I mean, a lot of the wrappers, they look similar. Yeah. So you, you just lose it. Like CV, you know, O's. All totally. Those. Yeah. Totally. I, I highly recommend that. Just like I do. I mean, I would recommend that for whiskey, too, honestly. Even if it's just yeah. notes in your phone. Like... Literally, if it's just CAO Brasilia, sweet, dark, I liked it. Like, that's enough that next time you go back, you'll know. You're going to start looking at your notes being like, oh, I typically like this sweet, you know, like this dark. Certain things, you know, come in common. Exactly. And that can be really helpful. Um, So I highly recommend people do that. I have uh, something just like that for whiskey on the Patreon page. I actually share with my patrons where I I write down um, every whiskey we have on the show. I put like like two to four of the biggest flavor notes, and then I put what I think it's worth. And so it's kind of like, this whiskey tastes, generally speaking, like this, and I think it's worth this much money. And it's it right. helps them. I can just go through it in alphabetical order, and I know exactly what I thought about it. price tag each one. Yeah. That's awesome. So if you might have spent 50 but you think it tastes like 20 you know exactly and that's then, awesome and i you know we we drink so much whiskey on the podcast i drink it for videos for reviews 
I forget what they tasted like. I mean, I'll have one drink out of some of these bottles, and I won't touch them for six mm-hmm. months. I can't remember what that tasted like. So it's super nice to have a little reference guide. And then to remember, like you said, do I think it was a good value or not? Yeah. That's super I'm helpful. still upset about the Diploma Cigar. Mm-hmm. Said freshman year of college. Like, I forgot about that. <laughs> when I graduate college, first thing I'm doing is I'm going to the cigar shop. I'm buying this Diploma Cigar. And I'm going to smoke it and celebrate because I got my degree. Yeah. So me and Chris go, and we walk in there, and they're like, oh, sorry, yeah, that's discontinued. I was, I am still upset. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Make sure it's still just, yeah, it's still discontinued. Uh, yeah. The Camacho Diploma. I think it was 50 or 100 bucks because people might be asking, why didn't you buy it and then save it until graduation? Right. We had no money. <laughs> and just my luck, I would hold on to it, smoke it after graduation, and it'd just be cardboard. Right. I'd be right. Like, this thing is dry. It's horrible. Yeah. True. No. You got to keep it nice in a humidor that whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we were like, oh, we'll go buy these for graduation. Yep. We'll smoke either graduation day or on a graduation party or something like we that. We walked through. We opened boxes. I think I was checking underneath the, the clerk's toes. <laughs> right. Like, hey, you got one hidden underneath here? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember specifically it had that cool box where it was like like octagon shaped or something yeah. like that. And they were all triangle oh, boxes. Yeah. And there was like a, just a big giant octagon yes. within all those triangle boxes. Yes. Yes. And we're like, let's just go in and grab one. And it wasn't there. And yep. we're like... What the heck? And I think uh-huh. I might have ended up Googling it or something, and I was like, dude, they're discontinued. We're not going to get them anymore. Ugh. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, what? Okay, that's a great... That Good thing leaves... I didn't quit college when they stopped selling them. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, been like, not going to be able to smoke one of these. Might as well quit on my head. It's a bad omen, you know? Yeah. Um, what's, what's your favorite cigar? What stands out to you? What cigar stands out to you that you've had? Um, I think Leaf by Oscar is my number one mm-hmm. to go to. I think that one's a little less peppery, but it's got more of the leather, the strong leather heads. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I want to go to the more pepper side, it's that Mr. Brownstone cigar. Yes. So uh, I think Esteban Carreras makes that. Those yeah. are probably my top two right there. Okay. Um, and then I don't really know. You know, I don't really keep track of. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. yeah. At this point. Garolivas that you've had before. I think I've smoked a couple of those with yes. you. Those were good. Yep. Um, and then you just... You know, you grab a cigar and you just kind of look at it, quick glance. You don't really, you know, exactly. check on it. Um, That's how I treat most cigars, honestly. Like, like most of the time when people come up to me and they're like, hey, I like this, this, and this. What whiskey do you recommend? I'll have a recommendation mm-hmm. for you. Cigars, I'm not that way at all. Cigars, I'm like, I had this great one the other day. It was called, like, that's all I know. Yep. <laughs> like that's, yeah, green I, wrapper. It had some yellow in there. It looked <laughs> Brazilian, you know. Right, right, exactly. And maybe I'll remember the brand name. Um, that's how I treat cigars a lot of the time. I know for sure I love the CAO Brasilia. The acids are good. Acids are good. Yes. Um, acids have a sweetened tip on them, for those who don't know. Those are good. And a lot of them are infused with flavors that are just nice. So it's, is infusion different from... Sorry to cut you off there. But no, is, that's is fine. infusion separate from flavored? I think it depends who you ask, okay. um, if I'm not mistaken. So like... I think acid tries to stand aside as not being outright flavored. But I think, yeah. legally speaking, they are flavored uh, okay. cigars. But I think, you know, people use the word infused to not only sound fancier, but I think also indicate that it's not quite the same. So, a great example take an acid um, blondie, let's say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very clearly has something done to it that it doesn't just taste like tobacco. But if you get a, I've had a CAO. 
actually has a flavors lineup. So it's called CAO Flavors, and they have one that's like Irish cream flavored. That is a cigar that tastes like Irish cream. So it's like it is flavored. Whereas Acid Blondie, it's like, oh, yeah, this is more perfumey. Um, This kind of smells more like pipe tobacco, but I don't know. Like, it doesn't just taste like a thing. Yep. You know? So that's what's a little bit different about those. And that's kind of why I don't like flavored as much, because the flavor tries too hard to taste Mm -hmm. like that flavor. Mm -hmm. And then these are just, you know, a little more natural, a little more, you know, you can pull different flavors from it, what you want to think of it. Someone's right. not going to tell you this is going to taste exactly like leather, exactly like pretzels, exactly like pepper. Exactly. Know? Yep. Yep. It's very much like flavored whiskey, yep. where it's like whiskey might taste like caramel, it might taste yeah. like cinnamon, but if you get Fireball, that is, it tastes cinnamon. like cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all you get Crown getting. Apple. This is supposed to be apple. This is supposed to be peach. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's very much the same way. Whereas acid cigars almost are more in the line of being like a heavily finished whiskey. So like a whiskey that was fin- like um, uh, Glenlivet Caribbean Reserve. I don't remember if you tried that one or not, but it's a, it's a rum finish. It's very fruity, very, but it's not flavored. It doesn't have anything yeah. in it to make it specifically flavored. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel's Envy is a finished one, but it's not quite as strong of a finish. Um, that sort of a thing. That's kind of where I put acid in terms of cigars. It's like a step in the middle. That's that's what I like. Yeah, those for sure. those are good. If I want to go to a flavored cigar, for sure, I definitely prefer non flavored. But if the infusions, it's like a hybrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love an acid cigar, especially like golfing or like somewhere that I don't want to pay attention much at all to the cigar. Like I just want to have the general cigar taste. I love an acid cigar. If it's like this, where we're having a conversation, we're playing cards, or I'm at a bonfire, I typically like a real mm-hmm. unflavored cigar because I, I have the time to pay attention to it. Sure. But like, yeah, just like golfing or something like on the beach, acid cigars, man. <laughs> they're awesome. Burn away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're fantastic. Speaking of time, as it gets down a little bit more, you like it better or worse? It really depends. So they say like the flavor changes as you smoke it more. For sure. Yeah. And I think it's just a little more, you know, Harsh, I would say. I don't want to say harsh, but it's just a little more, a little stronger. Yes, definitely bolder. For me, the first few puffs of a cigar, and this is probably for anybody, the first few puffs are the best. It's like straight caramel and chocolate, and it's just delicious. Yeah, I think the caramels go away, and then you get into the more of the chocolates. Yes. You know, the sweeter hints go away, and you get more of the the deeper, darker taste. Yeah, like the hot pretzel is getting more burnt. Oh, as yeah. we're smoking it, you oh, know, yeah. and saltier too. It's mm-hmm. it's got more of those flavors to it. Um, so it really depends. I can't say I like one more than the other. Like I said, the first couple puffs are the best, um, but I do like that it it becomes more enticing as you smoke it because you're also two things are happening, right? The cigar is changing a little bit, and also your palate's getting more and more used to the cigar. Yeah. So when they do, like cigars that do start to ramp up the flavors a little bit can actually be solid because your palate starts to get used to it, but you don't mm-hmm. get bored because then you go back to it and you're like, oh, this is tasting a, even more so like pretzel or whatever. I've always thought about that, but I never knew if it was true. Like you get mm-hmm. so used to tasting that one thing and then it just disappears. Oh, yeah. 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 Like if you uh, have something way too sweet and then you take a swig of coffee, the coffee's like super bitter. Super bitter. Yeah. 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 Similar idea. Yeah. Um. And uh, and I think the – I don't want to say – I think the best cigars, in my opinion – this is more opinionated. 
as they burn, they do change and they keep you um, folk like they keep you excited. They keep you. Um, what's the word? Intrigued, basically. Yeah. But they don't change just for the worse. It's kind of like a whiskey. How some whiskeys will have like a really interesting finish. Some will have a really dramatic finish, but the finish is disgusting. Like it really <laughs> dramatically turns to bitter saltiness. Yeah. It's like, oh, it tasted good. Now it's horrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the really dark cigars remind me of Laphroaig whiskey or the, your scotch. Mm-hmm. It's scotch, right? Yeah. yeah. It depends on the type of dark cigar. Cause some could be like a really triple oaked type uh-huh. of bourbon, you know, not necessarily yeah. a triple oak, but you know what I mean? Um, like wood for double oak, we were just talking about. Some will have that real yep. oaky flavor, like, but it's not oaky. First taste is really harsh, and then you're like, "Oh, I can actually sip on this a little bit." Exactly. But then, yes, then there's some that are more towards like a peated Scotch, where it's like, "Whoa, like this is smoky." <laughs> yeah, this I'm gonna is, pass on this. Yeah, it's got that bitterness to it. I still enjoy that sometimes, but yeah. Oof. Now, I don't know if this is another myth, myth, but I was told that the more quality of the cigar like you won't taste as much like the next day or that afternoon in your mouth yeah i've heard that as well um i don't think so i i think guess it could be a myth i've heard the same thing and i've always just agreed with it i guess blindly (laughs) but i do all cigars universally are gonna leave a taste um but i think i know for certain I've had cheap ones that leave a significantly worse taste <laughs> in your mouth. For the next two days. Yes. It's like it just tastes stale and bitter. Yeah. Whereas I've had some high quality ones where the next day I'm like, that kind of tastes like it tasted while I was smoking it. Like it kind of still tastes good. So it really depends. But it depends on the person, you know. It could also depend on what you eat and drink after you have it. True. True. Now going back to the cigar, is this made in Brazil? No, I forget where this... To- well, okay, maybe the tobacco is Brazilian. Um, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to look that up and I also want to look up the flavor notes that they say, but not before you and I give ours as we would with uh, with whiskey. But I will bring up kind of the, the stats of it, if you will. Uh, yes, I'm 21 and over. Okay. CAO Brasilia's lustrous wrapper is perfectly blended with Nicaraguan fillers, creating a full-bodied cigar with a long, luxurious finish. Um, okay, so yes, the wrapper is Brazilian tobacco. Yeah. The filler's Nicaraguan. Um, oh, I don't want to read any notes yet, so we'll give our notes first, and then I'll read through what they say it should taste like. Um, another thing I wanted to point out is how fast we're smoking these, because that's something you and I don't even think about anymore, right? Uh, but some people, I remember I used to have to think about it a lot. <laughs> so... You don't want to smoke it like you see a guy in a movie smoke it. There's two types of people in a movie that you see. I'm, I'm going to be both of them real quick. Here's here's number one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah, just smoking the heck out of the cigar. You know uh-huh. what I mean? It's like they're not how – are they, how are they even talking? How are they even getting lines out? You know? You don't want to smoke it that fast. You also don't want to be the guy in the movie that it's somehow magically lit for 30 minutes and they haven't puffed once. And they're just... Oh, ashed it on the mic. That was tough. Yeah. That was that was really rough. I got too exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just... They're holding it in their Chew mouth. They're picking it up and they're talking with it. And it's somehow still got this little stream of smoke mm-hmm. that they edited in later or something. And they never puff it. You don't want to be that guy either. I feel like as soon as my cigar goes out and I have to relight it, it tastes completely different. 
Oh my gosh, yes. That's it's the, the worst. worst. It is the worst. It is. You can help it a little bit if you know that you have to let it go out. It's like, let's say you got to run inside and do something. Yeah. Ash that puppy out. You can ash it and then purge it. So you actually blow outward to get some of that smoke out of it and then let it set. It makes it a little bit better, but it will never be the same once you let it go out. It will never be as good as it was when it was mm-hmm. first lit. But to get back to the frequency a little bit, now that I have no ash because I knocked my ash off of it, mm-hmm. when there's no ash, you do have to puff it a little bit more because it's going to go out quicker because the ash actually insulates it. But they say on average to do, I think, one to two puffs per minute. I think they say like one per minute. Usually I'm a little bit more than that. A really well done cigar is going to hold that forever. Like you can set it down, you can talk, you can talk, you can pick it back up, and it'll still be going. That's a really good sign of good construction. Crappy cigars sometimes will go out like immediately. <laughs> like if you're not puffing yeah. it, it goes out. Um, but you want to have a reasonable pace, like in that one minute range, I think is what they say. And the more I've smoked them, the more I realize that. Like as soon as I ash it, I'll put it down and, you know, and smoke it just like I was. And then it's not insulated. It doesn't have that protector on it. And then it'll go out. And it's just like, oh, I got to, you know, as soon as I ash it, I got to smoke it a couple more times, get a little cap on it, you know, just yes. to keep that heat in there. 99% of the time when I let a cigar go out, it's exactly that. Mm-hmm. It's that the ash came off of it and I didn't think about it and I kept smoking it the way I was before yeah. <laughs> and it just goes right out. Yeah. The other thing, a good, so there's two things that'll happen if you're smoking it too fast. So if you're smoking it too slow, it's going to be really obvious. The cigar is going to go out. If you're smoking it too fast, two things are going to happen. It's going to start to taste way too burnt because you're burning it really hot. You're getting, yeah. the even if you can't see it, if it's buried under the ash, you're getting what's called the cherry, the part that's actually burning, really hot because you're mm-hmm. constantly puffing on it. Um, the other thing that's going to happen is if there's not a lot of ash on it, if your ash keeps falling off, maybe you're smoking it too fast. And if your ash keeps falling off, and your cigar forms a cone. Now, mine has a cone because I knocked the freaking ash <laughs> off of it. But if the ash is falling off and you've got a cone shape on the end of it, a lot of times it's because you're burning it too hot. I'm smoking mine a little fast, but I haven't had a cigar in a while. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, this tastes so good. Yeah, and when you're conversational, it's yeah. I smoke <laughs> way too fast when I'm talking a lot of the time. Oh, I got a giant cloud. Let that just linger around until that cloud's gone. Then it's like, ah, I might as well smoke it one more time. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like I said, like that's how I treat cigars a lot of the times. It's for conversation. It's for uh, playing cards or sitting at a bonfire or something like that. Um, I'm glad I almost grabbed a nicer table for us to do this on, and I'm glad I grabbed my crappy one because I should have known that I was going to ash everywhere. I recently had it fall off in the hot tub, and I had to like oh, quickly scoop it out, and I was like, "That's oh. another spot." Yeah, oh, a cigar in a hot tub. Good call. Yeah, you have a drink beside you. Yes, that is that's a top three, I would say. <sighs> yeah, we we got what beach? I think is three because it is, <clears throat> and ideally, it's the perfect one. Yep. But when you actually do it, it's the worst one. So I'm calling it third. Beach is three. And then I would go between cards or balcony. Just Ooh. kind of a scenery. Ooh, that's tough. And then I think hot tub's number one. Okay. Okay. I think for me, hmm, let me think about this. I I forgot about balcony. I forgot about balcony. Problem with balcony is very similar to the beach. Lots of wind. Lots of wind on a balcony. Patio balcony. We'll put them in the same class. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go balcony is going to be fourth. Ooh. Third is beach. Second is hot tub. For me, number one is playing cards. I love playing cards and having a cigar. Really? Love it. Or get, I'll, I'll group in that gambling, like slot machines or yeah. something. 
dude, I love it. It's Can like you smoke cigars in casinos. Depends on the casino. Okay. Uh, for a while, Mountaineer in West Virginia, you could. I yeah. think now it's just a smoking section. It used to be the whole casino. I think now it's just a smoking section. Um, but that, not even, but it doesn't have to be gambling. Like just playing euchre and oh, and yeah. smoke. Oh my gosh! For those who aren't from our area, euchre. I know euchre is very regional. Yeah, yeah. It's very just Midwest. Like, Midwest and not not north at all. No, yeah, yeah. I think I think some parts of Michigan they do play it. I think absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's real, real local. Um, yeah. So yeah, euchre is a card game. It's not gambling. It's just for fun. Like you'd play War or Uno. Once you get the hang of it, it's like any card game. It's easy to to learn and to know. It's yeah, exactly. Once but you to get teach the hang people, of it. Oh my oh, god! The first time I learned it was like trying to read Chinese. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is impossible. It is truly one of those games where you just have to learn by playing it. Yeah. Like, there's no other way. Mm-hmm. You have to have somebody explain it to you and say, okay, try it. Because you, you're not going to learn. Euchre is like a it's like cornhole. Yeah. It's like people are competitive. They're like, I'm the best Euchre player. You know, yeah. best. It's a partnership game. Yes. This is my partner over here. You guys can't beat us. We're unstoppable. And this people get blood. serious. Yeah. Serious. I remember... Um, I remember playing Euchre once. So I've always been a casual Euchre player. I'm like, this is for fun. It's mm-hmm. not the end of the world. I remember one time, I, uh, I was, you were my partner. We were playing with Matt. Oh, and I looked at blood. you. He plays for blood, <laughs> our buddy Matt. I looked at you and I like smiled or something, like just giggled because I think we were drinking a little bit. And he was like, table talk, because you're not allowed to talk to your partner. And he was like, table talk. And I was like, not table. I was like, <laughs> I'm literally giggling at him because we're drinking. Like, that's not. You know, he's mad because we're winning probably. Oh, at that point. yeah, dude. He, so some people play for blood. That's a little tangent about Euchre. If you haven't learned it, highly recommend it. It's a yep. lot of fun. It's so Me much learn. fun. Yeah. Uh, and Euchre TikTok is fun too. There's, there's like, like a side of TikTok where they'll talk about Euchre sometimes and they it's get hilarious. on their side. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. I mean, this just, there's a lot of funny jokes. That's about a holiday it. game too. Yeah. Around the oh, holidays, yeah. it comes back around. Everybody's like, let's play Euchre. I was just talking to Maggie. I'm like, we haven't played Euchre in so long. We need to play. Yep. It's so much fun. Um, but yeah, that is probably my ideal cigar is, uh, Glass of whiskey, cigar, playing euchre. That's like A1 right there. And here I am. I let it go out. Almost. Almost. It's barely gone. You ash it on yourself, and then you let it go out. Mm-hmm. Rookie mistake. This poor cigar is being abused. Another thing that people talk about with quality, I think it's kind of a preference thing, but not really, because the smoke is the flavor, right? That's what you're tasting is the smoke. Um, how much smoke comes off the cigar? You this know? one's been good. This is This good. one's been really good. Yeah, and that can also be a sign of how well-kept the cigar is. Uh-huh. But yeah, construction and how well-kept it is, you want a good volume of smoke coming off the cigar. Yeah, because that's what you're tasting. After I sit here for a little bit, you see just a little trickle. Mm-hmm. You just know it's going. It's kind of that comfort, you know? You say that's not out. Yep. You don't have to continue to worry about, like, oh, is it still going or not? Yeah, exactly. So now we went through the different types, how to light it, how to cut it, how to start smoking it. How do you taste a cigar? I'll run through that kind of briefly as well. Because I mentioned, so you're not inhaling a cigar. You never want to inhale a cigar. Um, it will make you sick. They're not meant to be inhaled like cigarettes are. Um, <clears throat> some people will, but besides the point. <laughs> you want to you want to suck the smoke in your mouth as if you were drinking a milkshake. Like I said, you're not breathing it. You're just pulling the smoke into your mouth. Now, if you're having trouble tasting it, you want to let it cover your palate quite a bit. Similarly to how you chew whiskey, you can chew the cigar smoke. And once you get good at that, to really 
this is really tough to explain. To get a ton of flavor, you do what's known as a retrohale, and you let just a little bit of the smoke come out of your nose instead of your mouth. Not a lot of it, because some people, especially when you're new to it, this will burn your nose. But you're going to breathe it in, not breathe it in, you're going to pull it in, you're going to chew it a little bit, and you're going to let just a little bit of it leak out of your nose. And to get used to it, you might have to start by pushing it out of your nose. But then when you get good at it, you can just kind of open that nasal cavity and let it let it go through. And so what that's going to do is allow you to smell taste the flavors, basically. You're, you're tasting them by smelling them. Uh, and I'll demonstrate that here as best as I can. I got to get this thing going again, though. So if you're watching the video, you might have seen... I had some smoke come out of my nose. I was chewing it, so it was just kind of falling out of my mouth, but also coming out of my nose. And that helps you get a ton of flavor. Another thing I just did, since my cigar went out, or almost <laughs> went out, if your cigar is just on the edge of life, you can pull back and forth. You can pull in, push yeah. out, pull in, push out, pull in, push out the air, and that'll help get it going again. It'll get that, that ember in there hot again. Sometimes when I'm smoking a cigar, I just forget how to actually like taste it. You know? Yeah. No. Or I think I... You know, just do it naturally. They don't even think about it. Yeah, forget to yeah, taste forget it. Forget to taste it. Yeah. yeah. I do the same thing with whiskey. Sometimes I mindlessly drink uh-huh. it if I'm talking. And I'm like, I'm not even enjoying this. I need to set this down, you know? Right. Same thing. Problem with a cigar is you can't just set it down. You need to, <laughs> you need to make a plan or just be done with it for the night. Um, but yeah, yeah, very uh, important that you... <sighs> You make sure you're paying attention to it if that's your goal, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then so also a good point. You just took the band off. I will right now because if I don't, I'm going to forget. Um, when do you take the band off a cigar? The band's not doing anything. So you can take it off whenever <laughs> you want. Um, I like to leave it on until the, the ash starts to get close to the band. And then you take the band off. I like the way it looks, you know, right after you take it off. Mm-hmm. It's like there's just... Big, elegant scar, you know, had the wrapper, the label, everything. It's all dressed up, and now it's just, just a naked. Yeah, you know? yeah, now it like, just looks like a completely different cigar. look. Yeah, yeah, just an old, like, hand-fashioned one. How many cigars do you think comes from one tobacco plant? Great I bet question. You not a lot. I bet it's not a lot. Because you got to chop the fines up pretty good. Well, they also shrivel up a lot when no, they dry it. Oh, when they dry it out, too. Yeah. 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 That's a good... We should we should guess, and then I'll Google it. Ooh. We should take a well, guess. Well, tobacco here. plants, they're pretty big mm-hmm. they're very big yeah they're big plants yeah i don't know because i mean they're big plants but how much of that are you using in the cigar i'm going with two two cigars per tobacco plant yeah let me think about this i could be way under way over and i'm talking what we're smoking now this size i don't think it would really matter too much though Probably not. I guess it would because you're, you know. Just a little bit. Nine inches versus six or whatever. I'm going to say four. Four? I'll double it. I'll say four. Let's let's look it up. And I'm pretty sure. I'm not pretty sure. I'm almost 99% sure. Um, You have to have. So, like, it wouldn't be like one plant becomes the whole cigar because they're cured differently. Your wrapper, your filler, your binder are kind of. They have slightly different things going on with them. Um, But how many cigars right you're definitely good can you use the wrapper as a filler i don't know i think that might have be that might have been done before i don't remember though i don't remember um let's see how many leaves go into making one cigar oh my goodness yes i accept the cookies and i am of legal age to smoke cigars (laughs) all the pop-ups 
the question of how many leaves one cigar really contains cannot be answered easily. Generally speaking, the answer isn't as straightforward as you might think. Of course, it's obvious, blah, blah, blah. All in all, it can be assumed that a medium format cigar uses an amount of tobacco that corresponds to three to four entire leaves. So now we need to look up how many leaves yeah. per plant. How many So you said one, one cigar to three to four? Yes. Okay. Per tobacco plant. There might be four. I think you might be closer to four. How many leaves? Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. One tobacco plant. Okay. No, no, no. It was uh, 20 to 30, I think, cigarettes, not cigars. Okay. Um, 20 to 30 leaves. So that's still kind of a lot, though. So yeah. let's say 20 and four would be five cigars per plant. Okay. I was yeah. way low. Yeah, I I was mm-hmm. too. I mean, I was even low because that's the lowest end. So then uh, you'd have 30 leaves. If you used three, it'd be 10 cigars. Yeah. That's surprising. Wow. I bet the plants like down in South America are huge though. They, yeah, <laughs> maybe. I, they might be the same size, but you like drive real past. Yeah. yeah. You drive past and you're thinking 10 cigars from one of those plants. Mm. And there's hundreds of plants in the one field. I think I almost let it go out. Hold on. I got to do CPR. <laughs> I think probably a lot of the tobacco in the U.S. is cigarette or chew, though. Um, I think I think a lot of cigars come from South America. So you, you figure how many cigarettes per plant? Good question. Let's see. I think it, it said on that last post. I just have to read it. One to two packs of cigarettes. What is it? Oh, okay. 20 per pack or 24? So you're like, there's 20. 20? So you're 40 cigarettes. 40 cigarettes per one plant. Yeah, I yeah. think it's like seven bucks. Maybe more than that. Yeah, just call it even ten bucks for a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, twenty, 20 bucks, bucks a, plant, a plant, and they got thousands in the fields out wow. there. Wow, yeah, that's wild. I think, to think the about. amount of people that are highly addicted to cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. That's another. That's a great thing to point out. Good point. Let me do some CPR real quick, and then I'll yeah. talk about <laughs> cigarettes versus cigars uh-huh. and chew and all that. Man, you are really struggling. Yeah, I keep letting it go out. That's yeah. a problem. You know, I'm doing too much talking. Uh-huh. Um, no, that's a good point, though. Cigars versus cigarettes, because they get grouped together a lot, and they're not the same at all. So <clears throat> a normal, like a like a like what they call a premium cigar, like what we're smoking here, not necessarily a BLK, not a black and mild, but like this. Um, they are not only a different type of tobacco than cigarettes, because cigarettes use a different curing process than cigars use. I forget. I think they're sun-cured or something, something like that. Um, Not only that, but also you're inhaling cigarettes and you're not inhaling cigars. Mm -hmm. You can still pick up things through your saliva. I'm not trying to say cigars are healthy by any means, Um, but it's very different from cigarettes, and they get lumped in, unfortunately, with cigarettes quite a bit. Um, So it's important to note that they kind of stand aside. I feel like cigars are wine to alcohol mm. you know like it's not not ho- wine's not horrible for you like right. they always say like a couple glasses of wine right it's not bad and then yeah. one cigar i feel like within a span of like three months isn't horrible at all yeah and you could go even further and say it's kind of like doing a professional wine tasting where you swish around your mouth and spit it out mm. versus drinking oh, wow. like vodka yeah. you know what i mean because a cigar you're swishing around your mouth and spitting it yeah. out you're blowing the smoke out of your mouth you're still getting some nicotine you're still getting some of that smoke there's no doubt about it uh <laughs> it's probably not great for you uh-huh. but um i've heard i've heard that um what is it <clears throat> i think it was an fda study do your own research i'm pulling this out of thin air. <laughs> i'm not i'm not even looking up to see if it's true um at one point <clears throat> what's his name 
Tim from Cigars Daily, a long time ago, had talked about this article that came out that said one to two cigars a day increased your likelihood of cancer by like two percent or something like that. And that's a lot of cigars. Like that's, that's one to two a, a day. Of cigars. Yeah. So it had a very low impact. And that that is something I heard a long time ago. Do your own research. Um, but most certainly they are not necessarily good for you, and most certainly they're nowhere near as bad for you as cigarettes. No. So kind of both at the same time, you know. This thing wants to go out so bad. You gave me the wrong one. This thing's flaming away. Well, I punched it into my microphone. <laughs> I don't think it helped anything. <laughs> I can get it rolling for a minute, and then it slows down again. I would love to have three cigars uh, just in front of me with like someone that really knows what they're talking about. Oh yeah, like yeah. By no means, I'm not an expert. Like I taste the one, I can taste like maybe two things from it. Right. But they're probably like this one here versus this one here. This one doesn't have any of that tobacco. Right. Which you will not be able to taste that versus this. Right. Right. I would love that. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Much like yeah. we've done with whiskey, kind of the same idea yep. where you really walk. You through get it. whiskey tasting, wine tasting, cigar. Mm-hmm. You know, tasting, smoking. Yeah. That'd be interesting. There was a really cool thing, and I don't mean to keep shouting him out, but my buddy Adam at Dreamer Cigars, uh, he does a lot of really cool stuff, um, and I'm shouting him out because he's my friend. Like, I'm, we have no, you know, affiliation right now, but um, he uh, d- did this really cool thing where you he had he sold a case of I think it was five Fumas. So Fumas are like uh, kind of like a cigarillo. They're like a really little cigar. They were all made with one type of leaf, and so it was this little cigar, kind of like a cigar. The size of like a cigarette or whatever, made with one type of leaf. And then there were five different ones. And so what you could do is you could smoke them and taste the differences. And then you could combine them into one cigar to try to see what the flavor came out to. So like I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, it was like I smoke Fuma A. I want that to be my wrapper. I want B to be my filler. Wow. Yeah. And it was so like you could blend it. I think that's how they did that it. I could be, be cool. wrong. Where was this at? Uh, it was online. So like he did it. He sent no out way. these like subscription type looking boxes. It wasn't yeah. a subscription, but uh, and then you could do it and then you could order your cigar that you blended up. Build your own cigar. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. What I do want to do on a future episode would be um, like one cigar and like five whiskeys, like five super different whiskeys mm-hmm. and see what the which one comes out on top. You think a cigar would impact the way your whiskey tastes? A hundred percent. Yeah. Better or worse? It totally depends. And it's so unpredictable. I've yeah. had some where it makes the whiskey taste way better. I've had some where it makes it just taste like rubbing alcohol. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like it would be better because your your mouth is not used to this flavor and then it's not used to, you know, whiskey or anything like that all the time. So it's a more subtle you know, intro to that whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I think I talked about that, um, that I'm one. I was wondering if you like cigars and you don't like whiskey, if you could get into whiskey by pairing it with cigars, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that could be a good way to get started. I don't know though. Now what we should do before I let this freaking thing go out again (laughs) (laughs) is smoke it a little bit and let's give a review of it. Let's talk about what it tastes like, our thoughts on it. Luckily I've had this enough times that I can just kind of do it off the dome. Yeah. But um let's let's do that. It's got a good smoke. Like it it smokes good. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess smoke volume, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've ashed one in the ashtray and one outside the ashtray. <laughs> yeah. But that's really the only I've ashed this whole entire time. Yeah. And it's kept a good heat the entire time. Good construction, for yeah. sure. It's not ups and down by any means when it comes to just heat, smoke, volumes itself. 
Yeah, and yours, which you um, you didn't knock the ash off by accident in the beginning. It corrected itself. You yeah. never had to correct it with the uh, with the lighter. Mine, I had to, but it's because I knocked the ash. Off. That's another. That's an important thing. If you haven't learned from me talking about it, if you knock the ash off by accident, like really, like I aggressively knocked the ash off this mm-hmm. thing. It can mess up the way it burns, the amount of smoke you get from it. You can correct it, especially if you're paying close attention. But since I haven't been paying close attention, because we've been talking. It never really got fully corrected, I would say. I think consistent flavor, though, wasn't really there, which I expected. Mm. But the flavor, like, it was really good in the beginning. But towards the end, like, the good notes and everything were just starting to, you know, vanish a little bit. Yeah, it got a little bit harsher. It did. Uh, a little bit more peppery, and then just a little bit more just burnt. Like, a little bit more yeah. just an ashy The leather, flavor. what I really enjoy when I first lit it, Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, the leather there, like, I really like that. Yeah. And then the pepper was there and the pretzel was there, kind of all those, you know, combined together. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that leather started to go away and it was just, you know, a little, like, no leather at all and mostly just, like, pepper and pretzel. Yeah. So. Pretzel was a really good note for it, though. That yeah. was, yeah. I think I also, and maybe this because I let mine go out, but when I relit it, I started to get, like, a Tootsie Roll flavor. It reminds me oh, of a wow. Tootsie Roll a You really bit. got a lot of chocolate. I Well, not as much in the beginning. It was very bready, very pretzely. Leather's a good note. Um, and it goes to a dark chocolate. Yeah. Because at first, I, I could not taste it at all. Yeah, like, more of a What cocoa. are you talking about? Right. And, like, the more you said it, I was like, okay, there there it is. There's hints of it there. Yeah. But, like, you know the part of a Tootsie Roll that doesn't taste like chocolate? You know what I mean? Like the part that tastes like Tootsie Roll. You know how Tootsie Roll doesn't taste like you're eating chocolate? Yeah. It tastes like Tootsie Roll flavored like yeah. chocolate. It has that flavor. I don't okay. even know how else to describe it. No, I don't it. know how to describe it. I'm going to try either. it again, though. A little bit of a, a little bit of a wood shop, like walking into a wood shop type flavor, too. Um, just a touch, though. This isn't an overly woody cigar, I would say. No. <clears throat> um, what else? Maybe... I would say, especially compared to other cigars we've had, not a lot of like a cinnamon flavor or something like that. No, and that's when you were talking like way out of, you know, things you would think about. It's almost mm-hmm. kind of like a, a pine taste to it. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, it's got a really, because when you said wood, yeah, I was like, okay, where's the wood at? And specifically, what wood? I would go more towards a pine. Totally. I can totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, like the smell of cutting a two-by-four with a miter saw, like yeah. that smell. No joke. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Because when blades are dull on the saw, you're starting to burn it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the smoke's coming there. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm smelling that's and tasting. A, that's a good description, too. Yeah. 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 So what did we say to, uh, total? We said uh, we said pretzel or like we could say like bready, maybe yeah. a little bit of a salt. Some, a, some a dark, bitter chocolate. Dark, bitter chocolate, a touch of maybe a black pepper, mm-hmm. and then like a piney wood. And we got our pine and kind of leather. Now, since we usually do whiskey, let's see how far off we are. I know. Also, it's pairing great with the coffee, by the way. The coffee is, yeah, the coffee is good. Well, I think this is extra sweet, so mm-hmm. I think it's a big contrast. Yeah, I made the coffee weak by accident, uh-huh. and so it came out very sweet. Yeah, but it is. It's a nice contrast. Have you read the what it is? Not yet. I'm excited. All right. I feel like we're going to be either really close on top of things or just way off we're gonna see uh where does it say where are you pulling the uh description from their website their website yep um i see that it says cigar profile let's tasting notes they're a little bit vague um but it says toasty earthy nutty floral i think 
Earthy is pretty good. Earthy's a great example. And I like nutty, but floral. Floral is where I'm like. You have to be a true enthusiast. I'm going to try it again. But to uh, find that. Mm-hmm. It may be like flour, like baking flour. Just kind of the dryness and powderiness of that. Maybe from the smoke, but that's all I got. <clears throat> yeah, but not like flowers, like not no, floral. Not, not floral. I'm talking yeah. flour. And like that's what I think with the toasted, because it says toasted. I can see like toast, like toasted bread, like that flowery, bready. But uh, flat like floral, I disagree with like almost wholeheartedly. I'm gonna try it again though. Earthy, one hundred percent. I can't like I'm even like trying to think of different flowers. I can't think of any flower that has that smell or taste. This is a stretch, but like sunflower, like the oil, the seed. Oh, okay, okay. Eating a sunflower seed, maybe that, but not a not a rose or lily. No, exactly. Like that's what I was thinking. I'm like uh, lavender roses uh lily of the valley like none of <laughs> none of that is smelling like that it's not very floral to me um nutty is interesting i didn't even think about that i'm nutty gonna try it again. Is. but i kind of i can't really put my foot on which which nut it would be almost like an almond that's i was just gonna say literally the, the skin of an almond especially on that first couple puffs when we yeah. first lit it it was more almondy and it's the raw, raw. Yes, yeah. yes. Not, <laughs> not roasted. Not uh, like cinnamon sugar. No, no, no. This is just a, a raw, earthy almond. Yep, yep. Yeah, that that part of it's pretty accurate, I would say. But uh, I disagree with the others. But also, you know, who are we? <laughs> we're just uh, we're cigar noobs, I guess. Now, I want to do more cigar episodes, though. So, uh, everybody listening, please let me know your thoughts on this episode because I uh, this is fun and. It's kind of a pain to get the whole studio brought out to here, but once we do it, it's fun. Yeah. You know. Now, can you rank it on a scale of one to ten? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. First one I've had in a long time. So That's the problem. I know. So, what scale do you rank it on? Are we? Let's not take into account price at all. Because and that's why I was wondering on a scale of like one to thirty dollar range, like where's it falling there? Any price. Just any price cigar. Any cigar you've ever had. Okay. Um, because if we include price, this is high up. If we included price in it, these are very inexpensive. I think you can some places get these around eight bucks, seven bucks. Um, these are great for that price. But if we don't include price at all, just overall how good of a cigar is it? I'm gonna take a puff and I'm gonna think on it. We should establish a boundary. So 10 is obviously not even the best cigar you've ever had. It's the best cigar you could ever imagine having. So like <laughs> it, the scale is tough. Yes. The yeah. perfect cigar. One is like Swisher Sweets. Like it is just yep. it just tastes like something is burning. Um, I would say up to five. We're talking like, OK, I should start zero to two and a half. Zero to two and a half is like this is. The only thing available for me to smoke right now, so I'm smoking it. Two and a half to five is like budget. It tastes decent, but it's not good. Uh-huh. Um, I would smoke it. I wouldn't recommend it. Five to seven and a half is where we're talking. That's the five level is like I would buy this on a budget. The seven and a half level is like a daily. Like I shouldn't even say that. Seven and a half is getting into above daily. Okay. I think like six is like daily smoker. And then like 
from seven and a half to ten, <clears throat> you've got like eight is like this is a high end cigar. This is what I'm bringing to weddings and yes. stuff like this to be like this is a really good enjoyable cigar. Exactly, and then nine is like this is I am gifting it to somebody. I'm saving it for a special occasion. Okay. This is for my wedding. This is for my vacation. I would say like a nine. I don't remember if you got to try it at all, but the Atabay for me, that's like a nine. That was like one of the best What's cigars. That $100 I've ever smoked. cigar that. Oh, what was the name of that? God. What was the name of that cigar? I still have the, uh, I think they call it a coffin actually. I don't remember, but the, the box that it yeah. came in. Um, I don't remember the name of it. But yeah, I had that $100 cigar. That was a solid nine two nine three that was a very good cigar um the atabay for me was like probably an eight eight it was real close to a nine um so yeah so where are we putting this then i'm saying this is like a six eight this is like a not a high end but a very good daily very solid daily driver that's I was a little bit under that. I'm gonna go with the six four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're in the six right four, range. six three. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because this is like this is like if I was running late to a wedding, I'm snagging Boom. it. Grabbing. Uh if I like literally that's why I bought it for this, is because I'm like, well, I'm doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. I need two of them. I know that it's solid. I know that it's good, and I know that it's available everywhere. Well, you know, kind of in the daily range. Yeah. This is not though where I'd be like, hey. Happy bachelor party. Here's a CAO Brazilian. You know, I, it's not on that level. But it's it's a golf course cigar. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is the ideal, like, I'm going to a golf course. I might throw it on the ground when I'm hitting off the tee box or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick it back up. But it's it it stays consistent. Like, it'll stay hot. You don't have to worry about it going out, at least not for me. I mean, for you, maybe. If you, <laughs> if you drop it when you're driving. Right, you're gonna, yeah. <laughs> but mine's up. been staying together pretty good. So, like, golf course it's it's there it's a consistent cigar yep very good point yeah uh-huh and it's not so strong that you're just like man like this is too much yeah i mean if i was chain smoking and yeah i probably would be like all right this is a little bit too much yep yeah that's a good point i think like six to seven is what i would call a golf course cigar seven to seven and a half would be like high-end golf course or like high-end daily mm-hmm. it'd be like i almost always have one in my humidor but also, I'm, it's not the first one I'm going to because I don't want to smoke it. And I mean, even going back to price, like if you drop it, you know, you bend it up, break it up or whatever, it's, you know, eight bucks. Right. It's right. all right. That's not bad. It's not going to, yeah, it's not going to break the bank. That's the weird thing is like cigars are cheaper than whiskey per cigar. Yeah. But whiskey, the bottle lasts so long. So it's like, it's like, how do <laughs> true, you, how true. do you do that? You know, but cigars, you're, you're dedicated. Oh, yeah. And that's why I'm saying if you get into your $20, $30 cigars, like, I'm probably not taking that to a golf course. No, yeah, or the beach or nothing like no. that. No, and having the wind hit it or just, you know, consider having it fall or something. If I'm riding in the golf cart and just watching, maybe. Right. Totally. It's, it's you want to, anything higher than that, you really want to be actually enjoying it, making sure you're focused on it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, overall, I think this is a good cigar. I think it's available, like, everywhere. Yeah. Maybe in the next episode, either with this or with something different, we'll do like a pairing, you know, try multiple different whiskeys because it's dry January, so we're not mm-hmm. trying any whiskeys. For you guys, it's dry January. We're still, <laughs> it's not the New Year's yet. And I can conclusively say, if you've got a coffee with a fair amount of cream in it, that's a stellar pairing. That's that's for any cigar. That's Coffee goes so well with cigars. <laughs> it truly does. I haven't met a coffee that hasn't went well with a 
Good point. Or a cigar that hasn't went well with the coffee. I yeah. Say. Good point. I think I've had one time that I didn't like coffee with a cigar, and I think it was because I did decaf, which already tastes worse, and it was way too strong. And so it was like I didn't have enough creamer in it. It was very bitter already. And then you had the bitterness of the cigar, and they just piled on top of each other. Yeah. It was like, oh. But yeah, 99% of the time, coffee and cigars was solid. Yeah. All right. Any Any concluding thoughts about this cigar or about since from your perspective, Things, things that people need to know getting into cigars. Anything. That's a crash course, I think. I think we did a decent job. Yeah. I think we covered a lot of the bases. Yeah. yeah. From lightened to cuts to sizes. Flavored versus not flavored. Flavored versus not flavored. Acid yeah. cigars. We, we, we covered a lot of the bases. Yeah, I mean, if it's really good, I don't know if this is toothpick worthy. Yeah. That, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I wanted to talk that about that. The end here. How long do you smoke a cigar? It depends. It depends on how much you're liking the cigar. Yeah. If you like a cigar enough, what Justin's talking about the toothpick is, it'll burn your fingers when it gets down to the end. So if you are really digging a cigar, maybe it was really expensive, you can actually put a toothpick in the end of it and smoke it with the toothpick. Like hold the toothpick and smoke it. I've only done that for a handful of cigars. Toothpicks are eight and up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eight and up. Yeah, that's very. That's a very accurate statement i would say anything above an eight i've, I've thrown a tooth, which is like a handful of times it's not a lot right i've thrown yeah. a toothpick in it though um i think they might even make like fancy looking ones that you can like yeah. oh yeah they do i think so yeah yeah like a real fancy metal toothpick. you get to the end you're like this is five dollars right here yeah exactly <laughs> this is a hundred dollar cigar and this nub is five yeah bucks. this nub is five bucks so i'm gonna smoke it yep, yeah exactly yeah so you can you can do that you can some people when it gets to the label they're done some cigars when you get to the label they taste bad it totally depends um but just make sure it will burn your fingers so make sure you're aware of that if you let it get down too far i smoke it till the end yeah i like to as well yeah I like to get it all. If I, I throw it out after the or before the label, then it's like no way. I it feels get, like a waste. It feels like a waste because it's like yeah. three quarters of the way done. Yeah. Usually, a cigar will get to a point, especially if it's not an eight or up, where every draw is bitter ash. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm done. When I'm mm-hmm. getting like this, tastes like bitter ash, and like I'm licking leather, like not like the nice smell of leather, but like I'm it's licking a, leather. The ashes yeah. in the back of your throat. Yeah. Then it's just like, yep, I'm done. I'm done. Yep. So we'll finish these off air though because this this has been a long episode, but I think it really enveloped. I oh, think yeah. that's a that's a crash course. We right started there. from the head and we went to the we went to the feet. Yeah, literally, yeah. literally. So hopefully you guys got something from this. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you want more cigar episodes, and we will probably be doing a pairing episode as well in the future. Not during dry January, but in the future. February one. Yeah, <laughs> February one. Yep. Hey, Justin, thanks for coming on. I hope the cigar was worth your time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we're gonna finish Absolutely. these. Bye guys. Let's Bye everybody. It. Oh, learn to drink. Drink to learn. Just not in dry January. <laughs> learn to smoke. Smoke learn to, to learn. Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you need more Whiskey Noobs content in your life, make sure you check out our Patreon page in the show notes. And if you like the show, please make sure to leave a five star rating or review. It only takes a couple of minutes, and they're way more helpful than people realize. If you want to do tastings alongside the show, make sure you join the email list by sending an email to whiskeynoobspodcast at gmail.com with a subject line that says email list. You'll receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of time. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs and on TikTok at whiskey noobs podcast. Once again, thank you guys for listening. The Whiskey Noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.